Hello, and welcome to Conversations Between Widows. I am one of the co-hosts, Tanya Wilson. And I'm your other co-host, LaSharma Jefferson. And we're bringing you weekly conversations about our widow journey. Our purpose is to provide our listeners with a window seat into how two young women who became widows too soon are navigating life after their loss. Our goal is to provide another support system to other widows on the same journey to help them feel less alone. You'll laugh, you'll cry, and shake your head profusely in agreement to what Tanya and I and our guests are talking about. So come on in and enjoy the conversation. Tanya, how are you? I'm good. Um, we sitting here on Resurrection Sunday. <laughs> yes, Resurrection Sunday. Easter, depending on you know your beliefs, right? But what yeah. you like to call it? Yes. So I'm good. I wish I could go and put that video of see what happened. I seen it on uh, Instagram because uh-huh. after we done had that uh, podcast for last week. <laughs> Uh-huh. I went out there and skated and took out my ankle. Oh, no. It's like, the, I think that's every adult person's worst fear. When they go to skating or doing anything that they used to do back in the day, it's always that fear of injury. And you, and it happened. When you texted me, I said, oh, no, not the ankle. Girl, the ankle. I was 15 minutes in. I didn't even get a hold. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's terrible. When I made the first round around, I should have went and sat down, but my wheels were sticking because the guy told me the wheels I had on my skates were for outdoor. So they feel they have a little bit more traction outdoor, but when they're inside, they don't roll like they should on these floors. (laughs) That is why... I took the ultimate fall, the fall, and I went down. Like I told you, pimp down, pimp in distress. Like I was down, or because it was a uh, sorority event, I could say poodle down. Right. <laughs> okay, the poodle was down, and she was in distress. Now what? Um. Okay, where'd you get your skates from? I'm- I, I went and got them from Target. So that a couple of lessons I learned that day as my ankle was twisting. Well, that's interesting. I didn't think that they sold skates with, you know, wheels for outside. I could see, yeah. I could see rollerblades. I could see those coming with wheels for the outside because you usually rollerblade outside. But mm-hmm. roller skating is usually, you know, in the rink. Yeah, but these no, 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 like, cool. they had more like a, a rubberly, a rubber heel, mm-hmm. but. I don't know. I knew something was wrong with them, girl, and I should have went and got me some skates out of the skating rink. Or because you can get uh, new wheels, though, too. They they sell wheels. Yeah, he told me. He said, come come over there. We can get you some new wheels for, you know, $20, I think, or something he was saying. Yeah, he going to get you together. He going to get me together next time. But right now, I I, I took me and my um, wheels home. Um. And I, you know, I'm just been trying to elevate it and ice it up. It's still swollen. Hoping by the end of the week, I'll be able to kind of function a little bit and walk a little bit better. Because uh, I got a trip in two weeks, or else I'd be willing. They had to wheel me to the to the uh, plane. Because uh, well, that'd be a nice experience. Or hey, wheel me to the plane, child. Mm-hmm. You get first dips, like you get to get on there and get your seat, your situation. Yeah. Put, they probably put my little foot up. Maybe they upgrade me to um, first class. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> but um, how was your day yesterday? Because I know you had a busy day as well. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm in a daze. I, I'm watching my grandchildren this weekend. I'll see. She, 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 entertaining and everything. Yeah. My daughter uh, celebrating her birthday in Turks and Caicos, and so okay. I'm babysitting. And um, when I talked to her, we we made a new rule today too, because mm-hmm. I said when when you want me to babysit or you watch watch grandkids, I said I'm gonna have to 
take 24 hours. No, I said 48 hours before I commit because I'm always willing to help. And sometimes Mm -hmm. I, you know, spit out that yes without Mm -hmm. even thinking because my thought was it was good Friday weekend. I knew I was off work on Mm -hmm. the Friday and I don't work on Saturday and Sundays anymore at my new library. So I was like, oh yeah, that's cool. But then I totally forgot and didn't realize for like about a week after I told her, yes, that this weekend was my sorority's first in-person sorority meeting. Mm -hmm. And at this in-person meeting, another uh, subgroup that I'm in in the sorority, we serve breakfast. So we needed to go to the sorority house to set up for that on Friday. And then I had to be there early on the Saturday, it was like, I just had a lot of commitments. And so the babysitter had to get a babysitter. The babysitter. So I had to call my, my mom to see if she could come through and watch the girls while I did what I had to do. So I actually missed the actual meeting, but I was able to go and, um, you know, do my, my due diligence for helping serve breakfast uh, to our members. And I also had like a display table set up for the archive committee, which is um, a committee that I chair. And so, yeah, it was a busy couple of days. And then to top that off with not being able to come home and rest up like I normally do, you know, being an empty nest, like just get in the bed, lay there. And, you know, I was... Um, alternating between a two-year-old and a soon-to-be one-year-old and so I was like oh child I said my daughter cannot come home soon enough but yet she broke the news to me that her flight gets in late today so (laughs) she wants to come and get them in the morning and I was like oh another sleepless night okay because you know I get it because if she coming in that late it makes sense, but I sure was thinking last night as I was struggling, I was like, okay, this is the last day. This is the last day I got to do it. And that is not but you know, this is grandparenting life. And yes, I, it is. Even so, I still appreciate, even though like I'm an em- empty nester, so I don't have to do this all the time. So thank goodness, you know, she doesn't need me to that degree because some grandparents, when their kids have kids, <laughs> they wind up doing a lot of babysitting, like during work, yeah. kids. But I'm not that grandparent because I have a job myself. So I am not available, you know, like throughout the week. And, and I'm definitely a much busier grandparent than what my mother was, you know, when she became a grandmother. So, yeah, we now have the 48-hour rule. Like, I told her, don't even let me commit for 48 hours so I can check my calendar and make sure there's nothing coming up or nothing that I already committed to mm-hmm. so we can be smooth sailing. Because it would have been a much stressless weekend if I didn't have those things to do Friday evening and Saturday morning. Right. <sighs> yes, I don't worry myself out. I'm going to need a day off on Monday. Shoot. Is that I'm traveling on Tuesday? Yeah, my son graduating uh, from the Air Force basic training. So, yeah, that'd be a good little relaxation from watching my grands this weekend. Texas weather because he's in Texas, right? Yes, and it's like high seventies. I think the day we leave, it's gonna be like eighty-four degrees. We're leaving that morning. But I'm just really excited just to see my son. Have not seen him in over a month and only talked to him on the phone. At first, it was three times until yesterday because he was able to call me. And one thing I really enjoy about social media, you know, because sometimes we complain about how social media has just taken over our life and we just are so open and so 
accessible, you know, all the time because of social media. But it's really it's really been beneficial to me for like this journey of my son going to the Air Force because I got to get, you know, join a couple of Facebook groups and they have YouTube videos out there of kind of what goes on in basic training. So I was able to just be a little bit more comfortable, at least knowing what he was, you know, going to be doing. And yesterday I was seeing in the group that people were getting phone calls, you know, from their, their kids. So I was like, Oh, maybe I'll get a phone call. So I, I did good to like keep my phone at my side. So when he actually called, I was like, Oh, see, if not for that group, I'm, I would have probably had that phone someplace else chasing mm-hmm. around behind my grandkids and I would have missed my call. Well, that's good that you were able to get your call and that you have a support group to help you through those times and everything so they don't feel so um, so so lonely, you know, without him or, you know, that way, you know, you you have other people that would identify with what you're going through yeah. with having a kid in the airport. Yeah, it's been very, very beneficial. <laughs> it's so funny, my son... I guess he knows about the group or either I told him about the group. He going to tell me, he said, yeah, my, don't be making friends with the people in the group. <laughs> That's what he said? He told me not to make friends with nobody. So I'm sure there is a story behind that, you know, that he couldn't, I'm pretty, that he couldn't get into. So I look forward to talking to him um, more when I see him to get that story because I, I'm sure that I'm sure he got he had, he had to have heard something about something to say don't be making friends with those people in the group mm. isn't that funny as we're getting ready to talk about uh, that that yes. topic making friends yes uh, so our topic for today is that you have come on just meeting new people and are you scared of the judgment of telling someone that you're a widow so i'm gonna let you go first did you were you able to meet new people or did your friend group stay the same i guess that's the first thing did your friend group stay the same after losing your husband well i'd say my friend group did stay the same uh, for the most part but that friend group has also been challenging so a lot of my friends, um, the people that I hang out with now are in my sorority. Mm-hmm. And when we all became Deltas, I was a married woman. So I therefore gravitated towards other women who were married. So then being the one, because we're all, I mean, even though we're all different ages, I think the oldest one, she's coming up on 60 in July, but the rest of us are like 50. I'm in my forties. And I think another one of our girls is like late thirties or very early forties, you know? So that's not the norm, you know, losing the husband at that time, you know, in the, in the age range that we are, it doesn't happen all the time, you know? So being the first person to have lost that husband, Mm -hmm. I often, sometimes when I'm with them, and they're talking about what, you know, they're doing with their spouses or what their spouses, you know, got them, they did for them. You know, I don't have anything to add to the conversation. And uh, that that gets a little um, uncomfortable. Right. And, you know, but, but even before, oh, they really want to go. But even before yeah. he um, passed, had that discomfort before, but then it was kind of pooty, pooty. <laughs> then it kind of was because their husbands were doing things that I would have liked for my husband to do. And that's where you have to look at that, that thing when they talk about doing the comparison. You know, you just, we got to kill the comparison, you know, because when you start comparing yourself you're comparing yourself on less than half of the the facts Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know you only know what they're sharing with you at that moment you know but from what I know about marriage you know from my own because my husband and I had good times too you know but we also had the bad ones and most of the time we don't share those things yeah um, yeah so my friend group stayed the same and 
now that I'm friends with all the married people, I mean, I don't think I can ditch them, but it is also harder to forge connections with new people, you know? So even though the women that I'm in the sorority with, we all have the same access, but it's kind of like the single ones kind of gravitated toward each other. And then it's also the personality differences. And sometimes when you get older, it's just harder, you know, to make friends, you know, and I'm okay. People don't have to be my closest friend, but I think it's okay because we have different levels of friendship. And I think we realize that more as we get older, you know, like everybody's not going to be the level of a best friend, but we have different commonalities with people and you can definitely hang out with people, go skating, go um, brunch. You know, so I do yeah. that pretty well. Okay, that's good. Uh, for me, the friend, um, my friend group actually shifted on my um, husband's side more than it shifted on my side. I think with my friendships, we got a little bit closer because of what I was doing. Um, or sorry, because of what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I always kept a good set of, you know, good girlfriends that I would go and hang out with because I always believe when you're married that you should have, you should still have a good set of friends um, that you hang out with from time to time to get that, I ain't gonna say break, but to just kind of diversify how you spend your time mm-hmm. in life. You know what I'm saying? Not just being up under your husband, but, you know, having a good set of friends. And because of that, you know, they, those are the friends that came through for me when he passed. Mm-hmm. On his side of the fence, I mean, on his side of the fence with his friends that I had became friends with, that relationship did change. Okay. So I did lose those friendships. Um, so now what I do is, you know, now what? You know what I'm saying? So I got into the, you know, what should I do? Because I don't understand this journey that I'm in. I never, you know, none of my family members were my age when they lost a husband. So this was the first time I experienced that. So, you know, of course I did the first thing, which is find a support group. Couldn't find one. (laughs) Right. So then I found my therapist who I go to see. And she recommended, you know, she was like, well, you need a little bit more outing. And she said, try Meetup. That's the Meetup app that we found each other at. Uh, So that that group stopped because the lady said it was a lot to do with, you know, getting everybody to meet up at a certain time. And so she had lost her little spot of doing it because sometimes you do get unmotivated when things don't move like you thought they could. Right, that's true. So, so, so after that, what I did was I I would go to um, different things by myself. I try to, you know, like going out to eat movies. I didn't always make a friend there, but you know, yeah, that's hard to do. Yeah, you you try those things, and then I go and take my son. Now he's of the age now where. He has little friends, and the thing about it is his friends always have the two parents. So I never tried to make too much fuss because of the trauma from the uh, group of friends on my husband's side. Mm-hmm. You know, that was back, those were the early episodes. Right. That was the details. But because of that trauma, I when you marry, I don't even try to even, I keep it hello, bye, okay. Right, kids over, bye bye, and I'm out the door. Like you ain't about to say I'm doing something. You ain't about to make an implement. You know, you're not about to imply that I did something. I'm out the door quicker than I could, you know, drop the kid off if that's if it's a play date. Um, sometimes I stay, but I usually if I stay, it's both of them in the room. <laughs> okay. Um, so that doesn't always work well because people are like, oh, you be friends as you go through. You, you know, your kids' outings. I don't have that. I have not. And, and, I, and I, I have not met no friends. Yeah. When I was taking my kids, and I think a lot of times because 
a lot of us are multitasking, you know, Mm -hmm. so sometimes when you take your kids to something, you know, you might have to leave them there, go in the car, and maybe that might be the time that you need to have some time to yourself, you know, so you may not even be socializing as Mm -hmm. much or the other women or other parents, they could be doing the same thing. As I say, the most connection I got out of when my kids were like doing volleyball and uh, my daughter, yeah, she was a volleyball and my son did soccer, stuff like that. You know, you might, you do the hellos, you know, you greet each other, you recognize each other. Mm-hmm. If you see each other five years later, you might be like, oh, hey, how's so-and-so doing? Right, but right. not like, oh, we girls. That no, you don't. doesn't happen like that. And that's the thing that I think people say that so they can give you that hope, but you don't. You know, I never found it with them. And so, you know, the uh, change that I did make is, you know, joining the sorority. Um, so this fall, I went into, um, I was inducted into the Sigma Gamma Rho Incorporated sorority. So I have create, I have new friends that way as well. But I, I mean, I'm a friendly person. I can make a friend anywhere, but I don't yeah. always grab. Yeah, you, you already know that. I, I, I don't always grab them. They, they come to me sometimes. But that was one way. And then also the support groups. Once we found us a support group that could actually cater to, you know, what you was looking for or help you find that center, that, that, that safe space to express yourself about the grief, then you create friends that way. So I have a, a group of friends through Young Black and Little Incorporated who we talk to, uh, I think at least once or twice a week, we talk through the chat. And then we have, you know, our monthly, you know, our weekly meetings. And then we have the chat where, you know, me and the girls sometimes, I had to have them on here one time to tell you. It was one time we had a girls night. And Tanya was overbooked. See, this is what happened when you get overbooked. That's why my ankle up in the flame now. When you're overbooked, when you're overbooked, you have to, like you said, multi time. Mm-hmm. And when I was on that car, I had baked the cake. I had put ox to bed. Heck, I might have threw in a clone of laundry, too, at it. And turned around because somebody needed um, some pure romance um, products. Mm-hmm. And so superior, uh, all on one call. All on one call. It was like, you'll be over here multitasking. You literally made a whole cake. Because <laughs> I had to be up in Lansing um, the next day. So I had got in late. And when I say late, it was 11. Got in at 11 p.m. Mm-hmm. And so... It, it, it's so I've, I met a group of friends that way. So I don't know if it's really hard for me to meet people, but it's a little harder for me to uh, trust fully. You know, before I used to be able to trust with no issues, but after a couple of hiccups along the way, especially um, in this journey as well, I had to learn to kind of, you know, proceed with caution. Still friendly, but I might not tell you right away. I'm a little, or it depends on the subject. If it's if it's relevant to what we're talking about, then I might mention. Yeah, by the way, I am a little. Well, um, I think the thing I've had um, when I mention my late husband, I'm not necessarily, you know, <laughs> excuse me, introducing myself. You know, yeah, I'm a widow. But when I speak about him, I do want to be clear, you know, so I always say that he's my late husband because in my case, I have a late husband. I have an ex-husband, you know, and sometimes I have a boyfriend. Okay, I'll clean it up. I'll clean it up. Okay. (laughs) But I, the thing when I do say, Mm -hmm. you know, and I say my late husband, that does sometimes bring, you know, the focus back. Oh, you lost your husband. Because of course, mm-hmm. I'm a younger woman. So people aren't expecting to hear that, you know, from somebody my age, you know, mm-hmm. saying my late husband, you know, so then it's kind of you get the apologies. So I have sometimes been, I don't like to say it, because I don't necessarily want 
the, oh, I'm sorry, you know, you lost someone. But I think that it's human nature. Well, I don't want to say it's human nature because everybody doesn't acknowledge it. But when people are of that mindset, they're really listening to what you're saying. They're going to acknowledge it, you know. And so they'll say, I'm sorry, because they don't know how soon... They don't know when it happened. They don't know if I'm a five-year widow. They don't know if I'm a one-year widow. Yes. You know, so... I they always that's say, good. I'm sorry to hear that. And yeah. that's, that's always been my hiccup because I don't know what to say. People say thank you, but I don't... I'm, I, I'm not... I know. It's like, what do you say? Not, it's, not a, it's just the... I'm sorry to hear that. I don't know if there's a proper way of saying I acknowledge that you're sorry. I don't know, but you know the response sometimes is thank you because you have nothing else to say. But yeah. oh, well, I start I start saying th- like thank you for that, or you know I appreciate that. Okay. Maybe they do that. Say yeah, I appreciate that. I think I that's one of the last things I said. Okay, I appreciate that. People say certain things. It's like okay, you're acknowledging it, but usually you're saying thank you to you know compliments and things like that so you're like okay well i appreciate you acknowledging that right so but then just go back off of what you're saying with the saying that you're a widow yeah i usually like you said when it when we're talking i will say late husband my late husband and it takes a while because it usually takes me Depending on when I say it, some people catch on right away, like, oh, your husband's no longer here. Some other people be like, what did you say? What's going on? Where's your husband? Like, they didn't hear me say late, like, it's the death. Is you, are you the, oh, you, oh, you date? No. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, 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 that's the thing I get as well um, when it comes to talking to Kevin's. Um, female friends it's not as obvious and you know they don't make you feel any less but you know when you do talk to a male and you mention that i some do hesitate and some will be like whoa you know what i'm saying i don't know if it's the more so the reality of mortality that gets them but they do hit the whoa yeah, like, hey, that's that's messed up. Had the thing like even when you are okay, that's a good question. Like okay, in terms of dating, okay. So like, of course, when you first meet someone, there's always the question of why are you single? You know, like what happened. Mm-hmm. So in that, when it's early on, it's like yeah, I lost my husband. But how long do you do you say that? I mean, I don't know. I'm just thinking, let's say it was 10 years because boyfriend, because it's possible if you're dating 10 years after you've lost your, you know, your significant other. And it's been 10 years since they passed, but you might have had other relationships. Right. Right. So at that point. Do you still, because you haven't remarried, do you still say, oh, well, why are you single? Do we go back to, well, I lost my husband 10 years ago and then I've been dating, you know, for off and on for the last 10 years? Or do you just go to the very, the the last person that you were interacting with? And maybe the late husband might come up later. Well, that, I mean... It can go either way because this is how I look at it. (laughs) If you were in a serious relationship recently, then I would probably just go off of your, you know, the last relationship. And as you get to know each other here, realize, oh, you're out here dating again because you are a widow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but because in my situation, because I haven't had a serious dating period, <laughs> there was not a, a times that had happened where I was dating for a long period of time. So I would still probably say, if they said, why are you single? Well, you know, currently, you know, I'm, I don't know. I think I would just say I'm just, 
I'm a, uh, my husband passed. I don't even know if I would go into the widow part of it yet just to give it a title, but I would say, well, my husband passed and I've been, you know, concerned and more dedicated to making sure my son has the best and then dating, you know, some of the things just didn't work out. I think I'm at that point. Before I used to give a whole, yeah, something wrong with the, you know. They, <laughs> now I'm at the point like it just, it just didn't work out. Yeah, and that that's just how it has to be. That's good, you know. And then when we talk about friendships, um, I often wonder. I made a friend. I know you speak about the the friendships that you develop. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. The uh from the Willow group. Well, I developed a friend from this health and fitness group that I was a part of. Yeah. And see like how <laughs> you say like you're friendly, you know, and it, you make friends pretty easy. I do not. <laughs> I don't. I think I don't. you do. Listen, I think you do. I think sometimes it really just it depends. You know, I think I'm just kind of like 50-50. I mean, some people I've tried to make friends with, but we just didn't connect, you know, for a long-term thing. But, like, the girl that I'm about to mention now, I think somehow she included me and maybe, like, three other people in a separate chat from the chat that we were already in. And then somehow we started talking. I think I was, like, on vacation at the time. I was in, um, where was I? Arizona, okay. At the time, and she, te- you know, she messaged me, and I messaged her back, and that was like one time thing. Because I think we we're talking about the swimsuits and stuff, and I sent her a picture of me in my swimsuit. <laughs> she had sent me something, and we didn't talk for a minute after that. And then, um, so I didn't think anything of it. Then maybe a couple months later, she might have sent me something again. That I sent her something. Then she wound up asking me this question that sent off red alerts. And I think it was just something like she asked me, what was my name? Or like, what was my full name or something? I'm thinking, why are you asking me that? What's she trying to find out? Or is this even even a, a female? I was, girl, my mind went there. And I just, I didn't even respond to it. I like just glossed over it and made another statement and she didn't come back to it but that just had me thinking like oh my goodness you know what is this about like am I being scammed what are they trying to do I never shared this with her that I had that thought at that moment but it's like here we are two years later Mm -hmm. and she and I at one point we were texting every day and we've gone from talking about weight loss that's always a big part of our conversation keep each other motivated. You know, I'll I'll probably tell her soon, you know, about how I'm currently intermittent fasting and I've I've been doing it pretty good for this past week. And, you know, we talked about relationships and she told me some very personal things about, you know, a situation she was going through with her uh, fiance. I've shared things with her and we've gotten to a level of friendship that I would even say has been closer than, I've experienced with some people that I've known for many, many years. Mm-hmm. And and I don't know if it's probably because of my age, because I think that we deal with friendships differently from, you know, when we're younger, because experiences change us, you know. So mm-hmm. initially when I confided something in her, I was concerned about it, but she's also a social worker and kind of, you know, in that mental health field. So I shared something personal with her and I just had to pray like, yeah, I hope this ain't no, no craziness, you know, when my business get out there. Mm-mm. But um, I don't know. I, girl, I'd be paranoid sometimes with people. No, no, that, I mean, sometimes you have to because you, you never know. And that's, that's the thing about friendships. It's, you know, forming a friendship. It can be scary if it's something that you're not used to doing. It can also be scary if you have trauma from it, you know what I'm saying, from forming a relationship that you could find in someone and they got uh, out about something that you got to share. They got, you know, so it's or, okay. I throw something back in your face. Not even that you know, yes. tell somebody else, but it's kind of like, 
if I confide something to you, I'm not confiding it for you to yeah. Or or um or call me out on it, you know, like well, uh, what's going on with this situation? Uh, that's if I want to discuss yeah. the situation, I will bring it up, you know. But yeah. sometimes I've had that experience before where I did share something with a friend, and they just kind of and the way they threw it back in my face, it was kind of like, oh, and yeah. <laughs> like this like though because then you have to wonder sometimes and I, I hate to say but women have this it's very prevalent in in female relationships you know but it's like okay what if we fall out so if we fall out mm-hmm. and we're no longer friends is my secret no longer safe with you or will i share it with you no longer now personally i'm not that person like if somebody told me something personal i'm not going to share it because oh i'm mad at you or you know we we're no longer talking anymore you know Mm -hmm. and i would hope i try to choose people that i think are good people you know Mm -hmm. but sometimes when you've chosen a person that you thought was a good person and then they show you a different side you'd be like oh man Mm -hmm. i hope this don't ever happen so it's just hard you know, dealing with people, men or women, you know. So, so it's not it's not always women it can be men. You know what I'm saying? The whole thing is I don't know too many men that throw it back in your face right off rip, but they still, you know what I'm saying? They well, well, we know men are judgmental as heck. And I know one thing I tell well, I will always caution my friends, you know, when getting to know, you know, men and dating situations. Sometimes a woman cannot tell a man all of everything. You know what I'm saying? Because men will judge you. Because I would say men, they act like they want, when it comes to who they want to marry or who they want to give respect to, you know, it's like, oh, well, I want the woman I marry. You know, she can't have done this. She can't have done that. She needs to have only, you know, maybe one other partner besides me. They be thinking you're going to be a virgin. You know, but I'm like, come on now. It's real life here. Women are just as sexual as men are. But unfortunately, we still live in a society where they judge women more harshly. You know, what do they call women if she's if she likes to sleep with different people? Oh, she a slut. She a hoe. We don't have those names for men. Men just being men. You know, men. Uh, but all men, I'm gonna just say the ones that come that's you know that does show up because of social media, that's how you know it's painted that you know the men can be judgmental. But I do think you can you you checked on something where they got a I believe they have a solid um checklist. So they some men will voice what they checklist is and some won't. You just know it's when they ghost you or they don't call you back that you must have hit one of them tech points. That did not check on their list. You see what I'm saying? Right. Because that that's but it's not your fault that you didn't make the list. Yeah. Like please note that, but you might have hit one of the checkpoints <laughs> that did not and they're not gonna tell you what not all men gonna tell you what the list is. Not all women gonna tell you what our list is. I think we have a list as well. And we can be judgy as well, but we're so lenient and forgiving. Yeah. We, uh, you could have a tooth missing, but you like, yeah, but you can go call the veneers and get them put, put a tooth in. I'll give them one more try. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. But you couldn't have that issue with a guy. You know what I'm saying? If your, your uh, body part is not fluffy and plump, like they like it. Mm-hmm. They, not, they, they move on. They not they move with you. Yeah. Personality you know, uh, take front and center. You know what I'm saying? Because they, they, they're physical. They want their first thing is the physical. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I'm I'm learning about some men is that even if they don't think that you are the one, they will still date you. And you they, they, they don't they should call it that. They all they don't always call it dating. They be like friends. 
Well, yeah, but, but when I say dating, I'm saying it can give a woman the impression that this is going somewhere. Because see, me and I, and I'm going to say, I was talking, a friend of mine told me, you know, that, um, you know, when he was single, that he did have one or two women. Thank you. He did have one or two women that he dated, and he did use the word date. But they were not women that he would have been with. And that would be, it could be something like, you know, when I come over to her house, it's always dishes in the sink, you know, or when I come over to the house, it's this or that, or she doesn't cook. She's always buying food out. They're judging you on these type of things. And it's not, and it's not, you know, like, okay, wow. So if a woman doesn't, I mean, it's like, why does a woman have to be, just everything it's almost like there's no room for error you know with some of these men but with the women we tend to allow room for error you know oh they don't have this right now well okay well that's okay you will rationalize and you know okay well maybe they just need a little bit of help here or there but the men they be they be dead on you know about what well, see some of that could be from their trauma as well like I from a little bit uh, I don't want to say dating <laughs> but maybe it was dating I was being, I was you have been dating yeah, from the little bit of courting or getting to know people they have trauma already that they they're working with that that's not your problem to fix but they they working with so I think that trauma is what how they form these opinions and I have said this multiple times on multiple podcasts and to the people. You you when you find what you want, you gonna make time for it. You're gonna drop what you're doing and you'll put your best foot be a priority. Yeah, you you put your best foot forward. If you're not doing that, that means you haven't found the person and like you said, you just buy a time. And see, and that's and that can work on yeah, that can work on a girl's uh, psyche because it's working on mine. When you realize you're the buy time girl, what does it make you wonder like well what what's wrong with me? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, girl, the whole I'm the whole shelf now, you know, but you know, bias was even the thing with the, you know, the spark. Remember I was telling you about uh, the spark comment and I realized I was the firecracker, so he wants something that just gave him sparks, he had to go for because as a Leo, you know what I'm saying, we, we, we light up the place. But you know, this makes me, it's funny, my mother was over here yesterday visiting and um, I got a chance to tell her about the Faith Jenkins book that she actually bought me for Christmas. Oh yeah. Sis, don't settle. How to be smart. Um in matters of the heart. Girl, yes. I I was told her that I saw mom. I said that's one of like my favorite. I said that was my favorite book of 2020 20, uh 2022. And I refer back to it often, but as we're talking about when we don't make somebody else's list, it's okay. Yeah, and remember, it, it hurts. She pointed, she, she pointed it that does out. Hurt. Look, yes, but we have to not take it personal. We gotta do that self-talk with ourselves and not take it personal because just like guy number A wasn't our choice because you know, okay, maybe he's not gainfully employed. Like you could have somebody who's an entrepreneur. Oh, I'm an entrepreneur, but you might not like the up and down of an entrepreneurial life. You know what I'm saying? And and that's okay. So it's not taking anything away from that man who had, he's an entrepreneur. Good for you. Go for it. Keep doing you. But I can't date a person or I choose not to date a person that doesn't have a nine to five. Like if I'm more comfortable with somebody that has a nine to five, it's okay. You know, and we just have to, everybody has to be okay with it on all ends because if you try to date the person that's an entrepreneur because you have these other qualities that you like about them but if it's just something about that life because you know entrepreneurs sometimes they're not getting sales or the business takes a dip depending on the industry 
you know, and things are a little shaky, you don't want to deal with that, that relationship is going to hit some hard times. And then you might find yourself regretting that you, you know, allow for that, you know, and that's when you have to know what's your non-negotiables. Yeah. And and see, that goes back to the trauma you might see from a previous uh, relationship. The reason why you have that standard just know in life you're going to have the ups and downs there will be times where it's excellent good and then it's sometimes where it's troubling and you probably still want to know who's going to have the faith in in y'all and when i say y'all or you all uh who's going to have your best interest? Who's going to pick, you know, be that light sometimes, you know, not the light, but be a light to you sometimes where you're not having a good day or you're not having a good year or a couple of years, or you're going through some financial woes or a house woe or a personal woe or even another grief, you know, who's going to be that person. Also, but that's also the difference between dating and marriage. Ooh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because, yeah, we, we say, hey, through sickness and health, through richer for poor. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so you do have to be able to cope with downtime, you know. But the thing about, I think, with trauma, I think it's, it's it goes without saying that all of us are dealing with some type of trauma. And we do make decisions based on those experiences, you know, and so it doesn't make us right or wrong. It's good to be able to acknowledge that, hey, this is coming from, you know, trauma. Like I'll say for myself, I grew up in a two parent household in which my father was the primary uh, breadwinner. And what I saw in that situation was kind of like the leverage <laughs> you know, that he had, like, he had all the power, you know, everything was what he wanted because he was the one making the money. And I, 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 that happened to me just as I was growing up. So that makes it very hard for me to date a quote unquote alpha male. If somebody has that in their dating profile, that they're an alpha male, I'd be like, next. And you know, cause that just, I feel like that's a controlling person or somebody that is very, very uh, strong-minded. They want it their way. They're not compromising. That's what that puts me in the mind frame. You know, so that's something that I want to work on. But I do recognize that, you know, that's that's where it comes from. And that's not to say I couldn't be involved with the alpha male if that's what I learned that they were eventually. But in terms of a dating profile... If they had that listed there, I would not choose that intentionally. Yeah, I think I probably it either. I don't know. Uh, that's what that is. That somebody that's bossy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also you leave yourself open to mm-hmm. them judging you because the thing about somebody that's a you know like alpha male and it has to be their way or no way. The I feel like. Or anybody that's an alpha, because you can have alpha females. Mm-hmm. And, and me, and that's the thing, a man, yeah. they don't want that. And if it's okay for them to say they don't want an alpha female, you know, it should be okay for a woman to say, well, nope, I don't want an alpha male either. Yeah. And then the thing about it is, you leave yourself open for them putting, you know, to say things to you that's might be hurtful. You know what I'm saying? They'll say something like, well, I pay the bills here, so what would you try to say? Right. Well, they might say, oh, you know, here you go, thinking you run this thing, but you waiting on me to do something. Blah, blah, like, stuff like that that would try to, you know, kind of degrade you a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that, that, that's the thing that I don't like about Alpha Male and mine's come from, because I didn't grow up with my two parents in the house. Um, um, so I was uh, love to have that, but male partner for my mom because the you know my father would not have made a good you know husband for my mother. I feel like because he does have that alpha male syndrome, so it would have been pretty hard. It had been pretty harsh 
it would have been a hard marriage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it would have been a hard yeah. childhood having him there. Um, and I didn't have any of that. But she made sure I didn't have any of that. So uh, I definitely don't like that. Um, a turnoff is, you know, you know, sometimes dogging another woman, you know, that's turn off for me too. I don't. Oh, yeah. Because if you're talking about that woman like that, you could talk about me like that after the fact. Yeah. And then, you know, especially because before, and my husband had to tell me about that, I was dogging my last boyfriend. He had broke my heart. Blasey, blasey, girl. This is back in my youth, girl. <laughs> and, um, he said three sides of that story. It's his side, your side, and the truth. He like, you keep dogging him. I'm not here to hear that. So after he said that, that made me look at things differently too. Even though he would mention time to time about his little girlfriend, I never said, oh, I want to hear about that when I probably should have because that's how he did me. But it taught me, okay, you can't be around here dogging other me to other people. And so that's the same respect I would expect from the guy that's with me. You know, don't be dogged other women. Like, and I, I, I tell them firsthand, you know, now if it's something that's done incorrectly, I would say, I'm sorry you feel that way. But deep down, especially if, if the woman shares children with you, at one point, you saw her better than what you just said. At one point, you shared something with her to get this kid. I don't care if it was a diaper. You know what I'm saying? Right. So she wasn't all these things that you're saying because you was able to share, you know, yourself with somebody like that. And that's how people should look at that when they try when they go to get intimate too sometimes. You up here being mad, but you decided like you to get chose the person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A piece of yourself when you did that. Intimacy is, you know, even though it might just be physical for some, you still give it a piece of yourself when you get it. Even, even if it's not your heart, you done left a kid. Yeah, and then the thing is, and if you are sharing intimacy with someone that you know you don't want a future with, then let's be proactive. Oh, girl. And let's, you know, show protect. Let's have yes. some protection in the game when you know, hey, I'm not ready for a relationship. I'm not ready for a commitment. You know, or I know this woman ain't the one for me. Okay, you want to enjoy her for the night, but okay, let's put on a condom. And even putting on a condom, you can go the extra mile and you can still pull out, even with the condom on. Because we know condoms bust and all of that kind of stuff. But a lot of men are out here, men and women, we make decisions and we take these risks. You know, and when when the consequences happen, then we want to dog people out after the fact. I'm like, and then also you got to say, hey, this is still, if you have a child with that person, this is still my child's father. I may not like them as a person. Feel how you want to feel, but definitely, you know, keep in mind that you have a child. You guys share a child together. Keep your negative opinions about them to yourself or have those discussions out of the earshot of your kids because if they turn out to be a bad dad i can tell you from personal experience the child will learn that on their own yeah you know they don't need you to dog them well, out. i learned it on my own my mom never sat there and nothing. i i literally had to learn that on my own and i believe you know like you said you already know you will figure it out yeah. You know, when you start, when you're not coming to stuff, when you're not doing stuff like you should, you you will figure it out. If, you know, if the other parent is truly genuine and where the issue is, and then the important part is to keep it out of the the kids' realm because kids don't need to know everything. Not broke up. I, it took me a while to know that, to learn that. I do believe that I was. <laughs> she's she's saying it's all cute. Um, I believe that there were certain things that was told to me. I didn't need to know that stuff. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You don't really need to know everything as a kid. You don't need to know all of that. You will learn by just right. Like there is truth. There is truth to the phrase "grown folks' business." 
Yeah. Like that's, that's grown good. folk business, stay at a yeah. child's place. You don't need to know all of that information. Yeah. And so when you get older and you realize, oh, then maybe they can fill in the blanks, but not as a child. Let, let the child be a child. Um, but I also believe in honesty, too. Like, there's something, you know, with that parent that I did have the um, the relationship strain with, you know, my son asked. And I said, well, he's not, you know, I had to say, I, I mentioned it to him. Yeah, he just wasn't that good of a father to me. It doesn't make him any less of a grandfather to you. But to me, this is why we're not close. You know what I'm saying? Because it wasn't a good relationship. Um, so that's something that, you know, as a, you realize as well. So it's so much to the friendship because it goes to a new level of, you know, friends to intimacy. And sometimes you do have to take just that leap of faith sometimes, but it's okay. Like Faith said, if it doesn't work out. Okay, if you have to kind of shy away from it and be like, you know what, I deserve better than this. And it's okay if you realize you was just a check, a little check um, on the list that, you know, that didn't make it. Right. Uh, yeah. right. Don't want to be with somebody who doesn't really want to be with you. No, and then at the end, at the end, of the flip side of that is, if you're in a relationship, not sure where it's going, make sure you're in it. You're getting something out of it too. You know, yeah. don't waste your time with something or somebody that's doing absolutely nothing yeah. for your life. So that when it's over, whether you end it or they end it, you can still come out out of that situation and not feel like, oh, I wasted my time. You know, because you have a responsibility for your part in whatever relationship, you know, you choose to dabble in. <laughs> right. You know, and then let it be a learning experience. So when any relationship ends, I was going to write an article some years ago. It was going to be called The Benefits of Breaking Up or The Benefits of Being Dumped. <laughs> the, the Benefits of Being Dumped. You know, because it's like if they're putting you out of their life, even if they're, they're choosing to go, oh, I got another one. And like, hey, OK, let them go. But they are freeing you up to get who you're supposed to be with. And that's how you have to look at, you know, breakups, basically. Yeah. And, you know, it can sting, you know, but just like when we fall down. And, and scrape our ankle, and or in the case of Tanya, sprain our ankle. You know, the pain will eventually go away. Yeah, and then no, we'll be, no. you'll be walking upright again. You won't need to take pain medication and sitting there with ice on your foot. It's gonna yeah. get better, and that's what we just have to realize. And the in um, they trips. You know, people are gonna be hurt, and sometimes you're going to be that person to get hurt. Like we all wind up being on both sides of the giving and the taking yeah. of, of pain. Yeah. But you know, love is sometimes worth that. Sometimes you have to go through those trials and tribulations to get to a place where you find somebody that you cohesive with and that you can actually have a relationship with and a deeper bond with. So we would say, don't turn off love, proceed with cautious, and it's mm -hmm. okay. Like you say, it's okay to be ducked. Right. <laughs> with friendships, you know, where, where we started. Dump, dump to to right. <laughs> That's how you look at it. But like, even with friendships, because remember, there there's that saying, some people are in your life for a time and a season. You know, so you might meet a person in your widow journey that you really connect with while you are both kind of going through that journey. You got this thing, this unfortunate, you know, occurrence in both of your lives that have happened, but you become friends out of that. And maybe after a couple of years or months or however long, maybe you get off into something else and you're not talking to that person, you know, as much or vice versa. If that friendship winds, if that friendship winds up kind of trickling off, 
it's okay because everybody's not meant to be in your life forever. But cherish the time that they were there and, you know, appreciate the friendship for what it was. So true. So this was another um, good episode. Uh, we definitely had our guest speaker, Lori. Oh, yes. <laughs> Giving us, you know, play by play and being our cheerleader there. Yep. No dog this time. <laughs> oh, you know what? We miss Sasha. Sasha had to leave this one bark. I had to put Sasha up because I not only am I babysitting, I'm dog sitting my daughter's dog. And Sasha keeps coming and laying her big paw on top of the dog and then the other dogs start barking and I'm like, okay, this is, this is too much. You got to take a break. Go get in the bed. So she's in the bed taking her little break. Yes. Yeah. Not going on. Until next time. Until next time. <laughs>